Welcome to episode 229 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, an NBA draft wrap-up. And Brian, I love the NBA draft, and it started out with a bang. Markel Foltz goes to the Philadelphia 76ers, who trade up to get him. And now we're looking at Philadelphia. They've been uh, bottom dwellers of the NBA for so long, and now there's finally hope. Joel Embiid says, trust the process. And the process is where we're going to start here, Brian, because Markel Foltz, upon getting drafted number one overall, has a sponsored post on Instagram for, for a watch brand. And what is it? What was it? Tissot, I believe. And it says, and I quote, excited to head to parentheses city and join the quotes team name. Tissot is helping me get started with my team name watch. And it shows him with a picture like this. What a way to start out his NBA career by as as an influencer marketing, keeping the process so real that he's like, you know what? I'm just not going to change anything. But here's the thing. I don't believe this is Markel Foltz's fault. I no. believe this is his team's fault. Yeah, what do you of course. Think? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is clearly like, you know, either either he has a social media manager or an agent or like an intern or some or a friend doing it for him and was like, okay, here it's all typed out. As soon as you know, just place these words and they forgot to do it or they scheduled it or something. Like that's probably what happened because I doubt that he was pushing the trigger on that. But it's freaking funny, man. I kind of like it. I actually think he got more attention because of the screw up than he would have gotten had he actually just posted it correctly. So you are one hundred percent correct about that because there is a zero percent chance I would have noticed that we were going to talk about him otherwise. Let's be real. Okay, so is there an element? Speaking of that, could that start to be used for the better? Obviously, with limited. Uh, you can't do this all the time where it's like, wow, look at Markel Fultz just continuing to uh, put these generic TSO things in there. But I guess what can we learn from this of the attention significantly outweighed what we would have normally seen otherwise? Does this make it a good marketing campaign? Because it's very much we've talked about is is any controversy good controversy? Yes. And this is very tongue in cheek stuff. Is right. TSO a winner in this? Yeah, look, of course, right? So look, here's the deal. You can't you can't plan this because if it was fake, people would, you know, feel through it. And the next like brand or person to try to do this, it, it's just going to fall flat and they'll look like an idiot, right? So it had to just be an honest mistake, which is what makes it funny. And so that's it, right? Where it's just like, you know what? Where everyone's trying to be all polished on Instagram and everything's perfect. He's wearing a suit and then they like screw up and forget to like fill in the blanks. It's freaking funny, right? So I think in this kind of a case, it's just like, you know what? It's an accident that just happened to happen. And, you know, he won and the brand won because of it. But you can't plan this. If you try to plan that, you'd look like a loser. You'd look like, you know, uh, like it, it'd, just, it'd just be ridiculous. No one would actually care. This is funny because it was an honest like screw up and a mistake, right? Uh, <clears throat> with that said, though, I, I, I haven't seen any yet, but I'd love to see some good memes. Like, I can't wait to blank. And, you know, like, like almost like a, this is going to, in my opinion, I'm like, this is going to turn into a, uh, what were the books you're filling like the adjective and a verb? Choose your own adventure. 
Mad oh libs. no, Mad Libs. Like, right? Like, this could be this, this be like a Mad Libs meme going on here. But uh, look, I, I think it's just an honest mistake. And it's funny. It ended up benefiting them. But you can't make that happen on purpose. So would that be an opportunity for Tissot to jump on that? I know they're a little bit more of a premium brand. But if if they, tongue-in-cheek, like you've seen many brands do, created their own Mad Libs with Markel Fold saying, hey, put your own picture here to be Maybe. sponsored by Tissot. Maybe. Uh, It'll go one way or the other. It'd be a complete and utter flop because they tried too hard or be funny. So there's a real, real fine line there. Does this make Markel Fultz any more or less marketable, knowing that the very first marketing opportunity that we saw out of him was not executed correctly? It doesn't change a thing. It doesn't change a thing, right? I, I think he got a, he, he'll get a little pop in awareness right now because of this. It's funny. It, it, there's no negative impact on him or the brand or sponsors. Like nothing bad happens, but it also doesn't change. You know what's going to happen down the road. He just gets a temporary pop, which is hey, good in the short term. All right, Brian, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I am turning a corner on LeVar Ball. And when Lonzo Ball got drafted, they immediately, well, after he did the whole Adam Silver, give dap, all that, then they go to LeVar Ball for his interview. And the best way that I can describe it is LeVar Ball was the macho man and whoever was interviewing him was Mean Gene. And the Macho Man just circling around like a shark, seeing some chum there. And when I saw it, it instantly reminded me of wrestling. And that's when things started to change for me because we're talking about attention. And LeVar Ball, of course, called his shot that, that Lonzo is going to go to the Lakers. And then we started to see a little bit more personality out of Lonzo, and they're completely polar opposites. Uh, There's a Father's Day ad by, I believe it was Finish Line or Foot Locker, one of those, talking about, oh, I loved when my dad took me fishing or did this or that. And then Lonzo Ball's like, oh, I remember when my dad yelled at the ref in my middle school game, and it, it was very funny. And then you see Lonzo having this quiet personality. And I think if Lonzo was as boisterous as LeVar is, I don't think that this would work because I think that there's a separation between church and state. And because of this, I'm enjoying LeVar Ball like he's mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, or any other manager who's just a hype man. And here's the thing. He was just on Raw, took his shirt off. He, He is branding big baller brand better or bigger than anybody with an unknown brand that I have ever seen. And I am now on the LeVar ball, not bandwagon, but I'm not a hater. <laughs> um, dude, it's really funny. It's very interesting, right? Like he, he obviously has no shame, which is, which is, which is funny to watch, like going on raw and all that stuff. Like, you know, look, I give him props for it. He's, he is, he's owning it. He's owning it. Right. Which I think that most people would be afraid to do. Look, you know, I'm sure he's making his personality bigger and more aggressive than he might be behind closed doors because he obviously sees the value in the response that he's getting, or he's just that crazy and has no idea what he's that he's actually doing this, and it's not on purpose. That's just who he is. But either way, he's just owning this as a personality trait, and you know, like him or hate him, he's grabbing a lot of attention. And uh, you know, it is interesting to watch. I do agree, though, that his son has a totally different attitude. Um, I think it benefits him from the player perspective where sponsors and teams and stuff are like, okay, you know, that's just his dad. His dad's a little nuts, but he's focused on the game. I, I think that actually creates a good benefit for uh, yeah, for both of them and the brand. 
where where out of one to a hundred, what is your likability, you personally, of LeVar Ball? Oh man, I'm I'm polarized. Like I like I, I like I like controversy. I find controversy awesome. So from that perspective, he's entertaining as all hell. Do I like him? I don't know. You know, I can't. I, you know, honestly, I can't give it a give it give it a rating because here's why. On the one end, I love controversy. I love watching this stuff kind of stuff blow up. So it's entertaining as hell to me. So on that end, I, I give it a high rating. On the other end. If he knows he's doing this and this is calculated and he's just having fun and blowing up his personality and he's rubbing people and, you know, and, and, and pull, pushing people's buttons because it's intentional and he knows he's doing it and he's having fun doing it, I respect him a million percent. If he's really just kind of this like angry dude who thinks he's smarter than everyone, then I don't respect that. So I can't judge yet because I'd have to meet him in person, like, you know, behind the scenes and be like, oh, dude, like he's the real deal. If he's the real deal, I really like him if he's just you know if he's kind of phony then i you know i don't, I don't know you know I so think, i'd have to i'd have to understand that better and the only way I, I can't judge that through the lens of media i think he is the real deal in in all this noise and awareness we see we don't get to see all the other stuff of him actually raising a son who is the number two pick in the yeah. nba draft uh he's actually i believe a trainer a personal trainer of athletes so this isn't just like some random dude with a loud mouth like he actually has a skill to it right. so i do believe there's a little of column a a little bit of column b and i would yeah. like to think that the more that we keep feeding uh his awareness the more that he's going to do this all right brian the last thing i want to talk of keeping this uh, personal for me in Chicago, the Chicago Bulls trade Jimmy Butler to the Minnesota Timberwolves. In my goodness, Chicago is about to explode because that means they are in complete rebuild mode. They take Jimmy Butler, who is a top 15 talent, someone that it's very hard to get any draft pick to get to his level. We've seen him go from scoring two points a game to being third team all NBA. We've lived and died by Jimmy Butler. We love him. And all of a sudden we ship him off to Minnesota, who is coached by former Chicago Bulls coach, Tom Thibodeau, who essentially helped raise Jimmy Butler. The fan base is in an absolute uproar right now. So, Brian, if you're the Chicago Bulls, what do you do to try and re to market around this rebuild, knowing that this is probably going to take, at minimum, two years? We've got a very disgruntled fan base, and we know that they're just going to sell the future, but there is nothing fun and sexy about a team that is going to be lucky to win 30 games next year. And as a Bulls fan, I am not looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to more just an NBA season as a fan in general. Tell me that real story, dude. Document that. Tell me that real story. I want to know the struggles behind the scenes. I want to know the struggles of the players. I want to know what they're doing about it. I want to see – I want the first time ever an NBA team to really open up the behind the scenes and say, look, we got to rebuild, man. We're going to – yeah, it will be lucky if we win 30 games next year. But here's what we're doing about it. Here's the struggle. I want to know what it feels like to come out loss after loss after loss after loss. Like what is it – what are they talking about in the locker room? Like real stuff, not just like what we see after the game – I want to see the stuff that's going on now. You do that, I don't care how many games you're winning, and I don't care that I'm based in New York. I'll start watching that team because I am getting invested in the team, the organization, and the players. There's a massive opportunity. Will they do Brian, it? Probably not to that extent, but it would be incredible if they did. 
One episode ago, we just talked about the New York Knicks who will not be authentic, who will not be candid, and, and who will not be accountable. So looking at two, these are two very uh, prominent franchises in yeah. NBA history, Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, New York Knicks. And we've talked about sort of two different ways. And could the Bulls embrace this? And are they willing to? And really, I think you have to sell the story of the who's the next Jimmy Butler or the guy that we're going to be rooting for. But it's a very difficult thing because what a lot of Chicago fans have in them right now is the Bears have been hot garbage for the last few years. They just traded up to get Mitch Trubisky to be their franchise quarterback, and people weren't happy with the way that the Bears gave away a draft pick to get that. And you're like, well, how in the world does that relate to the Chicago Bulls? A lot of the fan base is very similar. So yeah. there's Bulls fans that are White Sox fans. Crossover. fans. Yeah, so there's there's compounding frustration there. So I think the the margin of uh, the margin of error is significantly less than that, and it's going to be difficult for me as a Bulls fan to even care about these stories and the authenticity because I don't believe it's going to win my attention in the grand scheme of all the other things that are out there. So I see that this is a very difficult thing, but I guess. Why not? Why not? When you, when you watch a series called rebuilding, re, rebuilding a dynasty and like you're watching like the struggles, like you, you like there's, they're admitting that they don't know who the superstar is going to be. And everybody's trying to push and like the, the, the you know, people screwing up and not making it and the ones that do make it and, and the improvements and the struggles and the, you know, and the, the, the salary, caps and all that like dude you wouldn't watch that series i i would because i watched a brooklyn nets it may have been called a season on the brink with the nets when they were not good and it was interesting to see that the players coming in and out and i guess it's the the sports lover and storyteller in me that does enjoy that but it was somebody else's team, so it was a little bit more distant to me. And I guess it's a little bit more real when it's a team that you root for and you're documenting the not lack of success, but things aren't the way that you want it yeah. to be. And I guess that's that's the hard part about storytelling in sports is everything is not always puppy dogs and rainbows. Right. Which is, and nobody tells that story. They only tell the stories about the puppy dogs and rainbows or the failures after the fact, the retired player that lost all his money. Nobody's talking about the team that once was, that's now rebuilding, that's not going to win any games next year. They're not talking about nobody's Nobody's done that story to a real extent. Like, dabbled in it. The Nick, the Nets thing, I know what you're talking about. Like, it was good. But they were it's dabbling a little bit. Like, really, like, Dude, if you could see what the players are really going through, what they're really thinking, what, you know, oh, my God, what management, what the organization is thinking, what the challenges are. Like, dude, how are we going to get a player? We can't do this if we trade this guy. Like, then this is going to happen. Like, dude, if you saw that all playing out in actuality, like not sugarcoating it, it would be one of the best stories of all time because it would be better than some movies. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing is it had it would have to really highlight all of those struggles. I don't. They won't do it. Nobody's going to do it right now. But this is the, the team that does. It'll be incredible.
I would agree with that. So I don't think they would, but we've had a few very forward thinking NBA teams on our podcast and their social media departments. I can see a time when that just becomes the industry standard of we're telling the story of this season, good or bad. And you guys are going to have the opportunity to really feel what's going on with this and hopefully get a greater connection to the number of people that are part of this organization that are trying to move it forward and make us winners. Yeah, look, I think it'd be a great, an incredible story. But again, it can't just be the pieces of it that they want people to see or that they're okay with the fans seeing. It would have to be all of the, like, full transparency. That, that, that hap- They're not going to do it. But if that happened, man, not only would Chicago people care, everyone would care. All right, Brian, I will let you take today's takeaway first. You, regardless of where you are as a brand, if we're talking, if you're a team or you're an actual brand, one of the most powerful pieces of storytelling is the real story, and not just the ups, but also the downs, the struggle, right? Like you're, you know, you're the Chicago Bulls, and you you have to rebuild an entire team that once was a dynasty, which once was a you know legend uh, of a team in the NBA, and you got to rebuild it, and it's going to be a struggle. Just tell me that story, like really, 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 like not be afraid to show the stuff that. You know, not be afraid to give something away to other teams. Oh, well, what if they see this? Dude, don't don't worry about it. If you if you are okay at opening up and telling the real stories of your organization, of your company, your team, the passions, the struggles, the ups and the downs, it's an absolute game changer because that's that's the thing. Not many people and brands and teams really have the guts to take the leap and tell a story that, that that's that true and that's that real. Um, and show the show the dark sides, but the people that do, man, the upside is just ginormous. The opportunity is just infinite because most people aren't willing to take that risk. Uh, but when you do, uh, the opportunity of doing so is 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 nearly infinite. Well said. Today's action item on a scale of one to a hundred. Give us your likability ranking for Lavar Ball. Yeah. <laughs>